This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode originally released March 7th, 2006. Welcome to Bells in the Battery, episode 19. I'm your genial host, John Bell. And I gotta tell you, after the last few exciting podcasts, it's nice to get back to basics, get back to a nice, normal podcast. This podcast is gonna be so normal, you're gonna think it's public radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bells in the Battery. Today, we have all sorts of people speaking in British accents about absolutely nothing. Yo, dude, Bells in the Battery, so what do you say? We get started. And this week we have hopefully an interesting show for you. I have a special guest coming in in just a few moments. And I think hi, that. Oh, um, well, hi, Arnie. Uh, what's going on? Hi, I'm Arnie Transpired Resident Genius. You didn't mention that part. You're right. supposed to mention that every Right. Time. Sorry, Arnie. I'll anyway, that. I'm all set to go. What are we going to do this week? What's the big thing we're going to do this week? Huh? What are we going to do? What huh? do you mean, big thing we're going to well, do? Well, last week we tried to go to the moon and we got superpowers and we somehow lost them since then. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Before that, we went to Mardi Gras and a big parade. Before that, we went to London. Uh-huh. We even had a 24th episode. I mean, things have really been hopping around here. Uh-huh. What are we going to do today? Huh? Well, what are we going to do today? Huh? Well, what are we going to do today? Huh? Well, what we're going to do is have a normal episode. A normal episode? Right. A normal episode. No big explosions. No gunshots. No parades. No rockets. Just a normal episode. A normal episode? A normal episode. Why? Because if you don't have normal episodes, then the unusual episodes don't seem so unusual. Ooh, we're the philosopher today, aren't we? Be that as it may, Arnie, it's going to be a normal episode. I have a few interviews, a Mr. Wizard episode. That's it. That's it? Yes, that's it. Okay, that's it. Then I'll just sort of relax this episode, I suppose. You do that, because I have a guest coming in in just a few minutes. Okay, I'll just take it easy. Right. No chaos. Thank you. No destruction, no nothing. Good. My first guest, as soon as he gets here, is a person who I... Hello, Mr. Bell! I'm all set. What have we got on tap for today? Normal, Brad. It's going to be a normal episode. There is nothing on tap. You understand? I meant in the bar. What have we got on tap in the bar? Oh. I didn't really think about this being a normal episode. I'm sorry, Brad. I apologize. But now that you mention it, we've done a lot of unusual things lately. I think we ought to keep the pace going. Normal. It's going to be a normal episode, Brad. Well... I guess I'll just go out and sell some ads then. Good idea, Brad. I'll just go out and make myself useful. Yeah, good. Sell some ads mm-hmm. on this normal podcast. Good idea, Brad. Thank you very much. <sighs> My first guest should be arriving very shortly. And Mr. Bell, you have a visitor in the lobby. Oh, good. Uh, is that my special guest that I've been expecting? I don't know. Oh, okay. Listen, Ms. Schmackelheimer, let me ask you something real quick. Okay. Do you think our last several podcasts have been special could you please show in my guest? Okie dokie. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. I really need a nice long vacation. Ah, and you must be the expert I've been waiting on. Yes, yes, Dr. Quincy Plinkton. How yes. are you doing? Oh, and you fine. must be... John, John Bell. Well, Mr. Bell, you're the host of the podcast, aren't you? Well, yes, I am. I'm the host. And how long have you been doing this podcast? Oh, several months now, I guess. And how many episodes? Nineteen. Oh, my goodness. You're almost up to twenty. <laughs> how does that make you feel? Well, I feel that a certain amount of accomplishment... No, wait, wait a minute. Just a minute. I'm supposed to be interviewing you. <laughs> well, then get to it, Sonny. Go right ahead. Dr. Plinkton, 
is an expert on interviewing. He has been a professional interviewer, and he does seminars on interviewing. Isn't that correct? My goodness, but you're a font of information. How do you find these things out? Well, I just asked Miss Schmackelheimer to find these things out, and I think she goes onto the internet where she... Now, look, I'm asking you the questions. Then ask me some questions, boy. Go ahead. Get to it. Come on. Let's go. What are the key elements to an interview? There's only one key element to doing an interview. What's that? Asking questions. Oh. Now, don't you think that's a smart thing to do? Well, I certainly do. And where do you get your questions? Well, I do a little homework about the person who's going to be the guest, and I think of some questions that... You've done it again. Look. I'm interviewing you. Please stop interviewing me. Oh, you think I'm trying to interview you? Yes, you do. You keep asking me questions. What kind of questions? All sorts of questions like, well, like that. That's a question. Will you please stop asking me questions? Just answer my questions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you think you should calm down a bit, Sean? I am calm. I am calm. And how do you manage to stay calm in all this turmoil? Well, usually I just sort of turn my mind off and just try to... Okay, that's it. Look, no more questions from you. I don't want to hear one more question from you. Just answers. Do you understand? You don't think I'm answering? I said no questions. But don't you think it would be a good idea? No questions. Why do you feel No that? questions. All right, go ahead. All right, fine. Um, can't think of any questions now. Why do you suppose that is? I guess it's because you got me so rattled. Do you rattle easily? I guess so. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, it all started when my cast keeps coming in and bothering me I don't believe this. You've got me answering questions again. Well, I... No more questions. Just answers. Well, I... Please, can you do that? Can you answer this question without a question? Can you answer this question without a question? Don't you think I can? That's it. That's it. Time to take out the trash. All right. This interview is over. I don't want to hear one more question from you. Thanks for being on my show today. Is there anything you'd like to say before you leave? Yes. Where's the door? Didn't you say no machine guns? Was that a question? Was that a question? Was that a question? <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> Oh my goodness, Mr. Bell has fainted. Brad, come on in here, give me a hand, will ya? My goodness, honey, what are you doing here? What are all these holes all over the place? Why is Mr. Bell on the floor? Who's the old guy in the Kevlar vest sneaking out the window? Mr. Bell fainted. He needs some help. Oh. Can you resuscitate him? Mr. Bell, uh, Mr. Bell, wake up. Uh, wake up. Uh, are you awake, Mr. Bell? Yes. Then stop slapping me. Oh, we're going to get a letter from the Fireshine Theater's lawyer in the morning. Oh, what happened? I came in to tell you some Really good news, Mr. Bell. I sold an ad for the podcast. What? <laughs> A legitimate ad. That's something. <laughs> well, let's play it right now. All right. How would you like to save big money on your groceries? If you don't mind slight defects in your items you purchase every week, you can save huge amounts at the Slight Defect Grocery Store. Here's how it works. Slight Defect Grocery Store looks for foods that have a slight defect, then buy them at tremendous discounts, and they pass those savings on to you. Here are a few examples. Cans of peas, 39 cents each, because they have a slight dent in the side. Frozen cauliflower, 50 cents, just because they thawed out once in a broken down truck. Mushrooms, probably, just 15 cents a pound. This ground beef is just 79 cents a pound, with only a 50-50 chance of mad cow. Ears of corn, just 10 cents each. Direct from a biological engineering lab that experimented with combining the DNA of corn and rats. Cans of beans, nine cents. They're radioactive. Bomb for apples. Out of a tub of toxic waste, just five cents each at Slight Defect Grocery Store. You see these? We don't know what they are, but you can get a dozen of them for 29 cents. Save at Slight Defect Grocery Store.
grocery store where even the cashiers are slightly defective. They're semi-human mutants that escape from a secret government cloning lab. Paper, plastic, or semi-solidified mucus Head to the slight defect grocery store near you. Just look for the yellow ribbons and biological warning symbols. The signs of savings. <laughs> Wasn't that a great spot, Mr. Bell? We're going to make a fortune with that one. Well, how much money were you making on that one? Well, I, I didn't exactly accept money huh? for that when we uh, took it out in trade. How much trade? Yes, we'll be eating like kings for the next year. So you sold our advertising time for a year's worth of defective food? Boy, you can make anything sound bad, Mr. Negative. Well, it's just that... And I don't see you doing your part, Mr. Bell, just having an average, normal podcast. I mean, we need something spectacular to make people keep tuning in. And what do you suggest? Um, well... Hey, uh, hey, hey, I got an idea. You see, we got a bunch of free food for running that ad, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Well, what if we make something really, really big and get into, like, the Book of World Records? Oh, huh? I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Like, we can make the world's largest chocolate sun. We'll have to think of something else, because I gave up chocolate for Lent. You stopped lending chocolate? No, for Lent. Don't you know what Lent is? Like belly button Lent? No, it's a time when you give up stuff. You can have my Lent any time. No, not Lent. Lent! You lent somebody your belly button Lent. Chocolate! Who did you lend your chocolate to? I don't eat chocolate for Lent. You'd rather eat Lent than chocolate? Yes, yes, that's just fine. <sighs> Could you be more annoying? Well, I could, but I gave it up for Lent. <laughs> the preceding Lent, Lent routine was suggested by DK of Jetmore, Kansas. Thank you, and a tip of the hat. And now, back to the show. I think it's a good idea. Brad, why don't you and I get together and we could work up something to make really something big of. <laughs> yeah, what? We can work up something big of which we can make. What? We can... Um... Let's cook something up. That's a good idea. Let's go. And while those two are cooking something up, let's listen to Mr. Wizard. Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Mr. Wizard. Billy, for every action, there is what? A lawyer involved? An opposite and equal reaction. Oh, right. Remember that time I filled you with compressed air, Billy? Yeah, I flew around the room backwards. <laughs> That's jet propulsion. You're not going to do that again, are you? Of course not, Billy. Oh. <laughs> I have a more interesting demonstration of okay. jet propulsion. Wow. Have a seat right here so you can see it better. Okay. Billy is comfortably seated in this rocket sled. And what? And there it goes. Zero to 300 miles an hour in five seconds. Just imagine the G-forces Billy is experiencing right now. The track circles around, and as Billy returns, I'll demonstrate the effect of retro rockets. Retro rockets firing forward stop the sled cold. Billy, I've warned you about wearing that seatbelt. Thank heavens that's over. We've shown how rockets work on land. Now let's see how they work in the air. I'm out of here. This is a rocket. You fire it like this. And this is no ordinary rocket. It has a movement-sensitive aiming device. Right now, it's programmed to go straight for anything about, oh, four feet tall, weighing about 98 pounds or so. That's moving, oh, faster than a walk. Running, say. Whoops, time's up, boys and girls. Until next time, this is Mr. Wizard saying... So long!
And that was Mr. Wizard, heard exclusively on the Bells and the Bad Free Show. And <laughs> Okay, Arnie, what are you and Brad up to? Oh, it's this little project we're working on for the podcast. You know, I think this will really take the cake. Yeah, these will really be your salad days. <laughs> yeah, no half-baked ideas here. <laughs> yeah, we tossed a lot of ideas till we came up with this one. <laughs> are you guys sure you're on the same page here? Of, of course, course we, we are. are. Okay, okay, you guys go do whatever it is you're planning on doing. In the meantime, let's hear this from Cy Liloquy. Hello, this is Cy Liloquy with views on the news and movie reviews. Recently, there was a group of school kids touring an art museum when one 12-year-old decided to stick his bubblegum onto a priceless work of art. Nobody could believe this kid would willingly deface something that was there for everybody to see and enjoy. Experts say they should be able to get the stain off the painting, but it'll take time and meticulous effort. Oddly enough, this news event is related to my movie review. It would seem that a little kid named Hollywood has stuck bubblegum on a priceless work of art that is beloved by millions. I'm talking about... The Pink Panther. The legacy of Peter Sellers and Blake Edwards now has a big blob of bubblegum stuck right onto it. This stain can't be fixed. I have a question for Hollywood. If thousands of podcasters can come up with thousands of fresh ideas every day, why can't you come up with one fresh idea for a comedy? Look around you. There's funny stuff all over the place. You don't have to go back and stick gum on priceless works of art. Make your own art. If it's good, we'll go to the theater. We promise. We know good art when we see it. I'm Cy Liloquy. That's my two cents worth, and somebody owes me change. Thank you, Cy Liloquy, another exclusive feature of the Bells and the Bad Free podcast. And wait, what's that going on outside? Trucks? What are trucks doing? Somebody's at the door. Come on in. Oh, it's our landlady, Mrs. Finkel Heistermoff. How are you? Since you have caught up on your rent, Mr. Bell, of course you can rent the basement what? for a month. Wait. I had to call my sister's boy, Albert, to hire some men to move and clean out all my late Hoyman's things from his office and workshop down there. I never wanted Telephones, to... chalkboards, tables, old newspapers. Huh? I only questioned my late Hoyman once, and he told me he sold books. Or made books. Mr. Bell, I had to pay to get the basement cleaned out. No problem. I will add that to the bill for the rental. Wait. One the I big wanna... double doors are unlocked since trucks are already coming yeah, in. I noticed those trucks. Are I you was... sure you're getting enough to eat? Well, I... I'll come back tomorrow to collect the rental for the basement. But... Mr. Bell, it's but... been a pleasure. But... Okay, i got to find out what's going on around here. Let me go to this window. Arnie, Brad, what are you doing down there? Don't worry, Mr. Bell. Everything's under control. Yeah, don't mind us. Oh, by the way, we sent that lady up with that public service announcement. Public service announcement? What public service announcement? That must be her at the door. Just a second, just a second. Hello, what can I do for you? Yes, thank you, Mr. Bell. I'm from the Benevolent Anti-Raisin Federation, and I'm here to tell you raisins are evil. From barf? Yes, evil. They play with your head. Think huh? of it. What happens when you're in all day at a seminar and they say there are refreshments? You see the chocolate chip cookies. You are so relieved until you get up close. And you see that they're raisins. They're playing with your head. They're what? The only reason raisins are put into cookies is because you feel guilty. You think that raisins will turn the cookie into health food, not junk food. Well, but yeah. you know junk food is comfort food. Raisins are gooey. They have a bad texture. They get stuck in your teeth. Yeah, but this was a conspiracy. This is wrong. Um, thank you very much for allowing me to get my message out to the world. You are a scholar and a gentleman. Thank you, and goodbye. 
Hi-ho, Mr. Bell. Things are finally underway. Yeah, we made a great head start. Did you guys rent the basement of this building? Had to. Needed the space. What exactly are you doing? Well, with the raw materials we got from the slightly defective grocery store... We're whipping up something so big it'll get in the book of world records. What? What exactly are you making? We're, We're making, making the, the world's, world's largest, largest salad. What? 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 I was gathering material for a big salad. I was gathering materials for a giant cake. I knew you guys weren't on the same page of the recipe book. I got all the materials I needed for the giant cake. The last thing we dumped in the basement just a moment ago was three tons of baking soda. Oh, well, that's just dandy, because right now a tanker truck is outside unloading the last thing I needed for my salad dressing. 600,000 gallons of vinegar. Why didn't you listen to me? We should uh, fellas. Your cake is Fellas! Did you say that there's three tons of baking soda in our basement? Yes, I did. And did you say that right now they're dumping 600,000 gallons of vinegar into our basement? Sure did. The same basement? The, the same, same basement. basement. Guys, if I were you, I'd hold on to something. Why? I think we're going to go for a ride. <laughs> thank you all for listening to Bells in the Bat for episode 19. I'd like to thank uh, my guest voices. Uh, Becky Beach is a lady from Barf and Dale Kesterson as, as Mrs. Finkelmeisterhoff. You know, they say that flying isn't too bad. It's the landing that's the hard part. <laughs> Now you guys know how I feel every week. Break's over, Billy. Back to work. My moderate to severe nostril inflammation was always a social embarrassment. Even if I draped a napkin across my nose during an attack, the other restaurant patrons knew that it was huge, red, and swollen. That's when my doctor told me about Nuvenast. Nuvenast is a topical ointment prescribed for patients with moderate to severe nostril inflammation caused by hay fever, post-nasal drip, or psychosomatic pregnancy. Take Nuvenast only before an attack of inflammation, as the temptation to apply it over your entire giant nose may be moderate to severe. Side effects may include falling over, falling down, falling sideways, and loss of balance. The vapor emitted from Nuvenast may be harmful if inhaled. Users are cautioned to avoid breathing when using this product. Women who were pregnant, men who were thinking about getting a woman pregnant, or children who were born due to pregnancy should not consider taking Nuvenast. I'm enjoying the moderate to severe social freedom of a much smaller nose thanks to Nuvenast. Ask your doctor if Nuvenast is right for you. If you're having trouble affording Nuvenast, the Actigra Corporation has a program in place to help you get a high-interest payday loan to assist you in purchasing your first dose.